0: Welcome to the Liberal Europe Podcast, European Liberal Forum Project. I'm your host, Ricard Silvestre. Today I'll be speaking with Ralph Frolish. Ralph is the president of the LGBTI Liberals of Europe, and we're gonna talk about the work that this group does in the fight for equality. And after that, I'll be back to tell you some of the events organized by ELF for this month of June. I'm here with Ralph Frolish. Ralph, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, before we go into LGBTI Liberals for Europe, I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners. So tell us a little bit, what was the path that you traveled to get here? Got interested in politics, in activism, in LGBTI
1: issues. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I think I had a very unusual way into party politics uh, because I started to work in the political lobby work of the Esperanto movement which is a language movement so i worked um, when i was in my 20s for uh, the Esperanto movement with uh, linguistic rights and with minority rights Um, and from that i progressed i was the president of the uh, european youth forum for example um, and started to work with with the council of europe the european union uh, with the united nations actually as a consultant so that was a very early experience in my life when it wasn't party political but political uh, and then, um, d- at some point, I discovered liberalism from a very ideological point of view. I lived in Sweden, and um, and uh, I was explained the the view of how human beings are of different ideologies. And to me, at like su- surprisingly quickly, or at at the instance, it became very clear that. Uh, liberalism is the only ideology that has um, a realistic view of how human beings are uh, because liberalism claims that human beings are both egoistic and bad sometimes but they are also altruistic and good sometimes so you need to find systems that that can cater for both uh, well Socialism thinks about the altruistic part of of human character and conservatism only of the the, the egoistic and bad parts. So both of them are not realistic. And that's how I became a liberal in Sweden. At that time, I became a member of the Liberal Party. But now I'm living in Germany and I'm a member of the German Free Democrats. Perfect. So
0: let's go a little more now into why you took this position in particular. I'm sure, of course, it's very dear to you but tell us a little more is this like one of the frontiers that you really think that I should dedicate my energies to this this came just like more, more naturally it's another battlefront tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah i was i was engaged in the national lgbti liberal organizations uh, first in sweden and later in in germany and at some point we discovered when we had when we tried to do international coordination that there was no international coordination or no functioning international coordination for the LGBTI, for the liberal field within the LGBTI work. Uh, And that meant there is no coherent European thinking on this, there's no coordinated activities on this. Um, So that was the main motivation to say we, we, for several years actually, we brought people together uh, to, to think about how a European organization could look like and how we want to work on this. And finally, uh, one and a half years ago in in Stockholm, in the Swedish parliament, we founded this organization under the the, the honorable uh, uh, presence of uh, the, the president of, of Alde, Hans van Balen who was very supportive. Uh, so we felt also that, that we are filling a gap. We f- Actually, uh, there is a felt need for a platform like ours. Uh, to make sure that LGBTI policies don't remain in a very closed national setting, but they also have a European dimension. Very
0: interesting. Very interesting. Then, then LGBTI, LGBTI liberals, liberals for Europe, for you Europe, guys you are guys growing, growing or expanding. Or expanding. Actually, actually, you became members, members of the so European Liberal, Liberal, Liberal Forum, not actually yet, yet as, a as a full member, member but, but, but you, will. you will. I'm quite I'm sure. Quite so sure. tell us a little bit about, a little about, about the work, about the work you, do you
1: do there. the The organization was founded. Uh, mainly as an umbrella organization of national networks so our member organizations are LGBTI organizations that are linked to liberal parties or liberal movements in their countries Uh, we also have a category of individual members but it's only basically in our sense for countries where we don't have a member organization so we are um, in in essence we are an umbrella organization of national organizations uh, to do the European policy development and the European uh, coordination of activities
0: what kind of events actions well th- some of them I, I I guess they're like very empirical marches will be one of them that it's more visible but i'm i 'm sure that you do a lot of lobbying too. Can you tell us a little bit about that
1: Yeah, the organization only has existed a little more than a year, uh, but we we actually were very successful to have access to decision makers already, uh, and that 's because liberal decision makers are very open to our our questions, our our, our agenda. Uh, so we met um, uh, liberal commissioners. Um, we we met with a lot of uh, MEPs and also with the uh, with repre- representatives of the of the ALDE party. Uh, but as you said, also there is an important part of what, what what we are doing is the outreach into the community also. Uh, there's one thing is to, to lobby within the liberal family but there's of course also the other way around to say how can we how can we make sure that liberal ideas are uh, seen and respected in the LGBTI communities because in many countries we see that liberal politicians, liberal parties have been on the forefront of the LGBTI fight but they don't get the credit for it because often in many countries it's green or socialist movements that are running away with the credits and we did the hard work so it's also a, a task to make sure we are visible so for that in the in the last or, or in this year we we participated for example in especially vulnerable pride uh, events so um, events where in in countries where maybe the local movement is not so strong, where um, the the threats are overwhelming. Uh, for example, we were in, uh, with the support of the Friedrich Naumann Foundation in um, in Tbilisi in Georgia, uh, where the threat of violence was tremendous, where uh, people um, basically were You know, you had the feeling that activists had to decide whether they want to live with a lifelong threat to their life in the future if they dare to go to the streets. Um, And there there is a task to make liberal movements visible in these contexts as well.
0: Because I have that question for you and that is an extension of a long battle for equality in the streets in being, you know, open and show that to society. But then there's got to be a connection between that and doing the work of changing the politicians' minds and changing the system. So LGBTI Europe, Liberals for Europe, that is something I'm I'm sure it's, uh,
1: for you guys, a a principal objective. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are like a bridge between the LGB- lgbti community and political liberalism and it goes in both directions um for example also we had the european elections and we were just a new founded organization but we managed to have a european wide campaign activity uh, where we used the eurovision song contest which has a traditional um uh, lgbti v- uh, fan fan group um so we had public viewings in in the uh, a uh, Eurovision Song Contest w- that we used to present liberal politicians just before the European elections. We did that in several capitals in in Europe. Um, so, 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 you know, it's also, I say, political groundwork. M- campaigning, getting votes, um, making sure, again, that the community sees us and sees us as an ally and somebody to vote for also.
0: Wonderful. Alright, now two more detailed questions, but I think for the benefit of our audience. There is however, when you do that kind of work, the idea that you could be working too much just for just one particular cause, one particular point and that is, you know, the identity politics discussion
1: going on. How do you fight that perception? I think, the, uh, to be honest, I think the whole concept of identity politics is one that we see on the political left at the moment, and it is a problem on the political left because they start to put groups against each other. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you 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 know you have political movements on the left that put gay men against lesbian women um, uh, in political debates, in the distribution of resources. Yeah. And I think there we actually have a task as a liberal political movement not to follow these kind of identity politics, but to say we are an integrated. Um, uh, interest group, and we also we, we are part of society. We we need to raise our voice as as minorities, but that doesn't mean that there is a uh, that we are not part of the interaction of policy making in general, uh, and it 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 certainly doesn't mean that that you cannot represent somebody else. Yes. You know, I'm as a gay person, I can be represented by a straight politician, uh, uh, and I think um uh, wh- wh- while we have to strive for diversity in representation we also have to acknowledge that um, you know um, a woman can represent a man um, a black person can represent a white person and the other way around so i think i think we as liberals are actually fit to make sure the dangers of identity policies or politics um, can be counteracted I can
0: add one more example to our listeners and that is some right-wing parties that actually now are trying to pitch uh, homosexual people with religion which is like for example connecting to the uh, LGBTI movement and say oh look at the Muslims look how they intoler how intolerant they are and how you guys should fight amongst amongst each other so something for our listeners to be aware of that that brings me to the next topic and that is uh, one of the Resistance that we can see to this kind of equality movement, and we're seeing that especially in some Eastern countries like Poland, it's one good example that I can I can bring right away. And that is the effect of religion. How can we fight this? Where is the the the, the battle line drawn right now? In your opinion, what can can what can we do to have more secularism and less of this kind of you know moral values that come from above that have no kind of justification or support instead, just having someone say, well, I'm a priest, so therefore this is wrong. How can we change that? I I know that it's a big challenge, something that I follow very closely.
1: I wanted to have your opinion on that. I I used to say, and I get a lot of trouble in some debates, when I'm saying that I think that liberals are the only ones that are fit and equipped to deal with the religious topic. and that's because in our in our tradition we have been dealing with the two uh, two aspects of liberalism: the freedom of religion and its limitations when it comes to general human rights. From the very beginning, uh, we have it's it's actually one of our almost f- or it is one of our founding thoughts that freedom of religion is something we fight for. But at the same time, we also recognize that people have a right to be free of religion, that they have a right to uh, not to be told uh, by representatives of other religious or moral value systems how to live. And that's of course where for us as a, as a minority that has been under attack of several religious communities for so long, uh, it is an Im- that's the important line. Uh, we will never, as an organization, we will never go out and counteract or be against the freedom of religion. But we will be very sure to, to to try to develop the thought also within all of our liberal uh, movements and friends uh, that there is a, a limitation to that. And the limitation is when uh, relig- religion tries to, uh, to tell other people how to live their lives or to dominate society in a way, it makes it impossible to choose other ways of life. So that
0: connects to the conversation we're having about the political work that has to be done, uh, I'm not going to say on the on the background, but it's it's more the kind of lobbying and influence, which is, if people have to choose, sometimes it's easier to choose, and I'm, I'm thinking about countries, like for example Portugal is one of them, or Poland or Italy, where the politicians will say, hey, Ralph, I I do see your point and I do understand and actually I'm sympathetic to the LGBTI movement, but, you know, people go to church and people, they do votes, you know, about what their priests are saying. Mm -hmm. So uh, my question to you is that, how do we break that? Because there is one way and that is culture. One thing that has been very positive for the equality movement, it's been showing LGBTI people in a way that it's not you know, a negative way and uh, a kind of you know, stereotyped way but that is not breaking in some certain countries what else needs to be done?
1: We try to do two things. One is to actually help a dialogue with religious people um, because there is, you know, not everybody in a religious community is anti-LGBTI not every believer we have we have of course gay believers uh, and we have we have believers that are very supportive of our cause Uh, for example in Baltic pride we made it possible for uh, the assistant of a Swedish bishop to come and to speak to the pride and she was fantastic she spoke about that 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 the church has to to say sorry to the LGBTI community for the hate they were part of of creating for so long, but that now they understood they have to stand on the side of the of the ones that are weakest in society. That's what is it, what Christianity is for them. So exactly,
0: um, <laughs> that was sorry. one of the tenets. It's exactly that one. Yeah,
1: exactly. So one is the dialogue, and the, but the other one is also to be to be very clear. There is also a political fight, and liberals have to make again, very clear that there is a limitation to what the freedom of religion means to what can be done to other people. Uh, for example, like to make it very, very concrete, we have several countries in Europe where Pride events are forbidden with the argumentation that it hurts the feelings of religious people to see gay people in the streets. And the very simple answer to that is, if they are hurt by that, they just should look the other way. You know, there is no... Th- the freedom of religion does not include to religious people to be protected from other views, um, and that's that, that's a very important liberal thought. And sometimes I have the feeling some liberal politicians forget that this is where our our border between the two concepts lie.
0: Still on religion, and one last question, and that is how do we engage with different communities? Meaning that, as you mentioned, and very correctly, so uh, Christianity has been beaten down a little more. And so, therefore, now they are a little more tolerant, or at least they pretend they are. Uh, but for example, Muslim community—that's a little more complicated. Or for example, it happened with the um, the Latter Day uh, uh, Church, Latter Day Saints Church, v- uh, normally called Mormons. So how do you how do you relate to that? Do you have like different messages for those conversations? the the line is pretty much the same because it is the same values?
1: Yes, the the liberal values remain the same, you know, we don't change them for one community compared to another, Uh, which again I think uh, you asked earlier about identity politics and gave the example yourself about right-wing movements trying to put the LGBTI community and the Muslim community against each other, you know, kind of creating a conflict also. uh, so, w- w- in principle, we don't have another answer to Muslim communities than we have to Christian communities, that we will defend your right to your religion, we will defend uh, that you can you can have your houses of worship, that uh, you can have your religious ceremonies. Uh, that will always be something we defend as liberals, but you have to accept that you cannot define what what this means, or how other people will live their lives, and of course, the more closed certain religious communities get, and some of the m- Muslim communities are more closed in in Europe because they are younger. The Christian communities have been interacting with society for longer, so some of them are more closed, and and that means that the uh, suppression often is not so much on a social level, but it can be on a very private level. You know the the gay son that has to have his coming out in a traditional Muslim family Mm -hmm. will have challenges that we maybe have seen in Europe in the 50s uh, or even uh, later in some countries. Um, uh, And I think we will will not be able to overcome that in any other way than with the the dialogue and and development in society. It's very, it's very difficult to use the law uh, to 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 change attitudes within family frameworks within. Uh, but there are some things. Of course, we can protect people from violence. We can, or that's where the law has has, has, to, has an important task to protect people from violence, to protect them from from um, forced marriages, for example. Uh, so, it's, I, I, and there sometimes I can feel that the mainstream of European politics or politics in some countries can be identity politics because when it comes to immigrant communities we, we sometimes don't uh, uh, use our values or insist in our values in the same way as we would do with our own. In Sweden for example I had a, I had a discussion with a parliamentarian uh, uh, who grew up in, in, in a migrant um, part of a big city in Sweden and he said in his school like immigrant girls would disappear you know, suddenly they wouldn't come to school any longer and everybody knew what happened. They were they were forcedly married to somebody in their home country uh, because they became too open-minded, because they became too Swedish according to their family. If an ethnically Swedish girl would disappear from school, the whole country would be in panic. There would be an outrage. But hundreds of girls of other ethnic backgrounds disappearing People think, oh, it's something that's in their community, in their family, and I think there's a task to to say that laws are for everybody, and and the the state has a task in protecting every child, every pupil, every person, every citizen, and we could not, we cannot make a difference because of their cultural backgrounds, and there is a is a distinct difference to many of the discussions on the left, and I think it's something. W- Again, we liberals are very equipped to, to say, we are in favor of immigration, we are in favor of open societies, we are in favor of, of of tolerant and diverse societies. But the law is there for everybody.
0: Absolutely. And I just gonna bring one point that you mentioned, and that is the fact that a young Muslim, you know, uh, man or woman that wants to come out as gay, uh, we have the experience of living through that for the last 50 years at least in a more visible way because homosexuality has been with us since forever in the Muslim community I know that there's some groups of uh, Muslim gay people also trying to reform at least that particular those particular tenets. are you
1: guys working with those connections going on yes um uh, we try to, as I said, we are a new organization, so not everything is formalized that uh, we are doing already, but we have invited people for dialogues, and um, uh, here we are meeting in the, in the ALDE Congress in Athens, and we will have a seminar on uh, exactly this topic, the uh, um, uh, LGBTI and religion. Uh, and for example, there will be uh, um, an, uh, an MEP from a Liberal Party uh, who is both a supporter of LGBTI rights and an outspoken Muslim. Uh, coming to our seminar. And I think we need these kind of uh, people as examples also because because uh, of course it's easier to have a message into the Muslim community by somebody who identifies as a Muslim herself uh, and, and you know to tell to, 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 to have the message in their own communities say so like you know you have to think about these things. Um, it's not so easy as you might think at, at all points and it's a dialogue and honestly, in Europe and in the dialogue with Christian uh, communities it took us a very long time to reach to some kind of understanding with each other. So of course uh, things don't change from one day to another, but we need to support the forces that we have.
0: Well, like Rolf said, this is a new organization, but you guys are doing a tremendous job already and very active and in a very positive way, and I'm going to challenge you to tell our listeners how they can do more, how they can uh, join work in proximity with uh, the group LGBTI Liberals of Europe?
1: Yes, as I said, we are an umbrella organization of national networks. So uh, the first step, if you want to engage with our concrete work as an organization, is to check whether there is um, a national group in in your country and become a member of that. Um, Or, if it's not a member with us yet, to become a member in that group and make sure they become a member in our umbrella. Uh, organization also. The other way is you can become an individual member which you can do on our on our homepage um, uh, in the, in in all the countries where we don't have uh, a member organization yet and then you are um, informed and uh, kept updated on all our activities and you can also participate in all our activities. Uh, then again if, if, if you are a, a liberal uh, minded person uh, there are many other ways you can also support our agenda or questions in your political parties um, you can make sure that debates are, are held. Uh, you can uh, ask us if we can send people for debates or if we can point at people that would be good in certain debates uh, and I think by now we actually have a network of people that can talk in in to very different crowds but also on very different topics
0: okay all the links to uh, get to know more of the work you guys do and also to follow if on for example the social networks will be in the description of the podcast I want to just gonna ask you if you want to leave us with one final
1: message <laughs> the fight is never over <laughs> And I can, can I explain that because sure, the, sure. Um, you do
0: you're here for that. <laughs>
1: yeah, because like in 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 Europe, we now see that it's the countries and actually also the liberal political parties that maybe have been fighting the most for LGBTI rights in the past that seem to be the most tired about it at the moment. You, know, kind of, you get people going. Oh my God, that topic again. Uh, while we have other countries, especially in the east and sometimes in the south, where where people really define this as a, a current, very like a, a problem of society that's very acute and needs to be dealt with uh, now, and where liberal parties also define themselves, it's one of their defining points: how you how you de- how you stand um, towards the LGBTI community. It makes you. Uh, It's it's a defining point whether your movement actually is a liberal movement or not. Um, But especially to the ones in Western Europe, in the countries where the fight has been going on also on a political level longer, this is my message to them. The fight is never over. Um, uh, the, The topics are coming and also other places need your solidarity in this. And
0: for people listening to Ralph and to myself in this conversation and exactly are experiencing what you just mentioned, that is the necessity of fighting all the time, let me assure you that there could be wins and there could be a light in the end of the tunnel i come from a country where we fortunately like in the span of 10 years 15 years we went from almost no equality to a lot of gains already so if it can happen there it can happen anywhere like frank sinatra would say well i'm going to stop it for now but i'm going to thank you so much for coming to the podcast and i will have you again in the near future because we should continue this conversation and follow your uh, organization
1: works Yeah, that would be very nice. I think, um, I hope we have new things to tell about our work very soon.
0: I'm back. Just to remind you that you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. In that way, you can help us spread even more liberal values and ideas now for the events organized by ELF for this next week. We're still organizing every Wednesday morning the webinars Liberties in Lockdown and this Wednesday, the 3rd of June, please join us where we discuss the future of work. And we also have the Youth Academy session in Estonia in Tallinn on the 5th and the 6th of June, where our goal is to provide young people with leadership, managerial and public speaking skills In addition to knowledge from a variety of sectors, whether they be economical, taxitonial, environmental, educational, or related to social affairs. Again, to know more about this, you can go to liberalforum.eu forward slash events. And this is all for now, but I'll be back soon with more podcasts. Until then, let's keep making the world a better place. The Liberal Europe Podcast It's organized by the European Liberal Forum, with the support of Movimento Liberal Social in Portugal. This podcast is co-founded by the European Parliament, and the European Parliament is not responsible for the contents of this podcast or any use that may be made of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the European Parliament and or the European Liberal <laughs> Forum.